Hola, it's Dave from CheapWineFinder.com with another wine. Uh, we, you know, these are all companion podcasts for something we wrote up on the CheapWineFinder.com website, which we this summer I think will be our twelfth anniversary, and we have like a couple thousand wine reviews on there, all mostly almost all value-priced wines. You know, wines that you can find in stores. We try not to find something that's in 12 stores in the United States. There's no way you can find it. That doesn't do anybody any good, even though those wines are good. You know, talking about them, you know, those are wines you keep to yourself. But we try to find wines that uh, um, everybody can find and everybody can enjoy. And, you know, and, and sometimes they're overlooked by the big wine uh, wine media. Like they're always talking about you know, the the newest wines or the most expensive wines and sometimes wines that have been around a while that there's a reason why they've been around a while. People like them and they kind of get ignored, but we don't ignore them. And the one we have today is um, actually um, the first wine that I ever, that well actually ever caught my attention that was a good wine. This is the start of my wine journey and it's the um, Ravenswood Vintners Blend Zinfandel 2017, and this is back in the 90s. I think it was a 94 or 95 vintage. I'm not sure which one. And I was at a restaurant, which was called Zinfandel's. It was an Americana restaurant. They would, um, you know, they would have um, different sections of America and specialize in that, like Hawaiian barbecue, where they would, you know, put a pig in sand and roast it. And I think they had burgoo. Uh, which is a stew from Kentucky. And I remember it said no squirrel. So man, we didn't get squirrel in our burgoo. But um, the house wine was the Ravenswood Vintners Blend. And, you know, normally up at that point, I probably wouldn't have gotten a house wine with a wine. I didn't really think about wine. I, you know, you know, go a drink and go to the bars and go to, go, you know, go to clubs and have a good time, but never thought about that. But it was the house uh, blend. And, uh, House wine and the server, you know, pushed it on there, and it, you know, everybody at the table blew our minds. It was the best wine I ever had, the first one, <laughs> but it was the best one, and it was great. Um, and one of the things that was, you know, kind of gave you confidence because sometimes I know people, and myself included, uh, when we first start out, you go, oh, I, I, do I like a bad wine or do I like a good wine? You know, just it don't I mean this thing only cost ten or twelve bucks when it was came out that back then is like. You know, am am I liking crap wine? Because, you know, you read the wine media and what have you. If it's not expensive, you're probably not buying good wine, which is, um, you know, which is marketing. It's not reality. But if you don't know what you're doing, marketing is your reality sometimes. And um, actually, it's like the first wine after I went there. I went out and bought a couple of bottles at a, a wine shop. And when I drank those, I want got more and it that that wine kind of went viral the the I forget if it was 94 95 but it, it was it went the wine version of viral and it pretty much started to sell out really quickly and Ravenswood went from being just a sleepy little wine company to like uh selling a million bottles before too long I mean they they really were on their game back then and I'll explain Ravenswood where it is now and and where it was then too um but anyway, I went to a wine shop when it was, you know, after a while, after a month or two afterwards, and there wasn't much left, and they had like one or two cases left, and the 
price wasn't 10 or 12 bucks anymore, it was $25. And that actually was good because I went, oh, okay, <laughs> I liked a good wine. I just didn't like, you know, um, you know, a, a wine that was sweet and fruity. And this was actually a wine that sold out and there's a market for it and people who knew wine went out and got it. And so I was like, okay, I, I actually picked a good wine. So that was kind of validation. And I'm going to take this one. And I tried the 2017. This is, you know, 24 years down the road. And is it still good? And it's still, I mean, it didn't wow me like the 90, middle, the mid-90s wine did. You know, it, um, it's, but it's still good. And it's still the way I like it. You know, it's, here, I'm going to take a sip. Yeah, it still has good flavor, still has balance, still has all sorts of spice, but it doesn't go over the top. And it's still got that little rustic edge. It's still got a little, some rough, sharp edges, which I want in a Zinfandel. I don't, you know, you know, the smooth classic wines can be Cabernet Merlot or something. You, know, you can do those wines and make them as classic and classy as possible. I want my Zin to have a little, a little rough edge. It'll be a little bit of a farmer's wine, you know, just... I don't want it to be uppity. I want it to be kind of the wine of the people. It doesn't have to have, you know, 24 months of oak aging and keep it, you know, like a reserve or something. Nah, just give me the regular stuff. That's what it's good for. And then here's the history of this wine, which is one of the reasons why I picked it. Um, Joel Peterson started the uh, Ravenswood Wine Company in the 70s. And when it took off, um, like he was making a million uh, bottles a year at one point. Um, it's hard for an independent winemaker to ramp up like that. You need money, you need uh, facilities, and he ended up in, I think, he, I mean, he went public, and then he sold off the brand to Constellation Brands, a huge um, beverage um, wines that, I mean, that you know, you, you know most of their portfolio very well. Uh, you probably drank, you know, 20 to 30 of their wines in the last year and didn't even know it. And they, and they bought him out and he still had a, um, a, um, a say with the company. I don't know if he was the winemaker, but he was still there. He had an office at the winery. I mean, he was still doing it. So Joel Peterson still was doing Ravenswood. You know, it was not owned by him anymore. It was owned by a big, uh, huge, uh, corporation, but yeah, they're still making wine. And, um, and actually he's, uh, got his own brand. Um, since when he sold it, he sold it for like a hundred thousand bucks or something, which is like uh, the winemaker's way of hitting the lottery. Uh, you don't have to, you don't have to worry too much about your retirement account when you, you do that. I mean, his son is making uh, bedrock wines, and he's making uh, was it up and coming something like he's doing just single vineyard wines, small production, which is you can do when you sell off your very good hot brand to somebody. Um, you can make the wines you want to make and just break even or make a little bit of money because you got money in the bank. So it's a good thing. But uh, last year, Constellation Brands kind of changed their marketing strategy and sold off 30 different uh, brands, labels to E&J Gallo. And Gallo bought the uh, Ravenswood name. They didn't buy the winery. They didn't buy... Um, there's a, they had a really famous uh, tasting room. It was one of the best tasting rooms on the, on the Sonoma, you know, the Sonoma Wine Trail. They didn't buy that. They just bought the brand name. Um, they can just do Ravenswood. And since they 
didn't buy the company other than the brand. They didn't need Joel Peterson anymore. So if Ravenswood comes out again, it's not going to be exactly the same because the original guy is gone. The original winery is gone. It's not the same. But, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Gallo does make good wines. I'm not complaining about Gallo at all. But this is a wine that started off for me, and now this is maybe its end. And I'm still going, but it's all gone. So I'm going to take another sip and maybe pour one out for, you know, the Ravenswood brand. I don't know. Yeah, so that might be it. But this is the wine that got me going. You never know. Um, It's still good. Uh, you know, I, I remember the other one was being fantastically good, but I didn't know nothing back then, but it seems to be, I was right. And I liked it. And so adios Ravenswood, um, more power to Joel Peterson. I know he's still, he's just making those boutique wines. He's a really good winemaker. And I got to check out his son's bedrock. Um, hopefully the Hopefully that one's good, too, and I haven't checked it out yet. I want to, and that's great. So this is a little shout-out to my wine past and to one of my old-time used-to-be wines, and uh, that's it. Uh, I'll be talking to you in a couple of days. I got a Washington State wine that's going to be kind of interesting. Um, it's kind of a, a take on Tuscan wine, so that should be a fun thing, too. So adios uh, for now, and I'll talk to you all in a little bit, and... Uh, try Ravenswood before it's all gone so maybe it might come back but for the moment I don't know so bye bye